0: we men, not all of us, but many of us don't feel we're really that lovable. And part of that comes out of the patriarchy and some of the stuff, you know, you got to be strong. You got to be tough. You got to go out there and compete and make a living. That's the message that everybody in my generation got. No one told us that you need to invest in relationship. If that was ever mentioned in my family of origin, I didn't hear it.
1: So do you ever envy those so-called hashtag couples goals?
2: Well, you know, when you first fall in love with someone, you get butterflies every time you see them.
1: You lust them.
2: You're infatuated with them.
1: You want to be with them all the time, like best friends.
2: Do you want that to last forever?
1: and still live your best lives, as long as you're willingly and consistently discover each other in new ways. And that right there is what the show is all about. We're Nina and Roger, and this, this is The, the Real 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 show. show. Yeah, baby. Well, hello again, everybody. As you know, my name is Roger, and I'm here with my extremely gorgeous wife. Thanks, baby. Nina. <laughs> and we are the head of your show.
2: Yeah, we are.
1: I am officially half a century years old. Just had a birthday, turned 50, and it was fun. If yeah, you don't fun. keep
2: it together, I'm going to trade you for 225-year-old.
1: There you go. I'll wait a little longer for you. I'll trade you for a 40-year-old and a 20-year-old.
2: <laughs> oh, you're freaking funny. <laughs> there
1: you go. Um yeah, so Nina had this great weekend planned, this Miami weekend, uh, which she was not going to tell me for a little while. Um, and then finally she told me, and then after she told me, <laughs> I decided to uh, to break a couple of toes by dropping something really, really heavy on them the day before we were planning on leaving. Like hours before we were planning on leaving, actually. And uh, our flights were checked into our flights. All checked in, ready to go, mostly packed. And uh, you know it, was, it just happened be f- that I messed up my toes, and my mom was coming down as a surprise so that she can take care of the kids and spend my birthday with me. Um, but because of this incident, I decided to cancel the trip. We decided to cancel the trip or postpone it till later on in the in the year, and spend the extra time with my mom's. While You're she barely
2: walking, dude.
1: How yeah, I, know I gonna,
2: like- How am I going to go clubbing with you in Miami? How am I going to go? Boating or swimming or I most of that here, but still like, you know, the doctor's like, um, I suggest you rest up yeah. put your foot up. Uh, luckily you did because you're stubbing it everywhere. Everywhere you go, you stubbing your toes and you're well, like. It's,
1: it's, the, it's your big toe when it's the, most of the damage was done to the middle and the front of the big toe. And, um, anything, you, I don't know if you realize how many times you tap your big toe. You don't realize how many times you just tap that little thing. You just tap, little tap, 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 and to me, it's like i I'm getting electrocuted. <laughs> That's how that tap feels. The pain was going right through. So, you know, we decided to take advantage of mom here, and uh, you know, we just we sat there and said, okay, well, she's here one night. Why don't we get a nice hotel room downtown, staycation, little staycation? Why with not a, with a nice rooftop? And you know, we did that. We spent. It was a beautiful room we stayed at the one hotel which used to be the Thompson and uh, I just thought it was you know great service beautiful room
2: beautiful hotel
1: beautiful yes. hotel rooftop the food was great and while we were up there we were just chilling by the pool having some rose and doing what we would have done if we were in Miami and uh, I can see a friend of mine's condo from a distance uh, he's got a very really, very unique condo so I, I said little, Video to him, oh, look what I can see. I can that was see so it. funny. I Imagine can see your were, balcony. Yeah. They were in there swimming in their pool. Yeah, yeah. Hey. So by sending that video, you know, he responded and he's like, oh, you know, it's your birthday. Why, why don't you come out on my, uh, on my boat tomorrow? Going out, me and my girlfriend I'm like, on the boat. I'm like, perfect. We'll do that as well. So, you know, we didn't have any kind of plan of what we wanted to do except for the hotel. And, you know, we decided let's go out to dinner. I put on a special boot so I wouldn't get my foot stepped on. I'd be able to walk. Great dinner.
2: Really good, yeah. The
1: restaurant turned into like a a little bit of a bar or nightclub afterwards. So we did a little bit of wobble dancing. A little bit of wobble wobble on my feet dancing. And we had fun. We went back to the hotel. You know, we uh, played Monopoly and read some books and went to church. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we definitely went to church. And all we, the way into the church. Yeah.
1: And then we woke up in the morning and, and just, Packed up our stuff and the hotel was great too. They were like, "Oh, you want to leave your bag here? You can pick it up tonight if you want." I'm like, "Oh, great! We left our bag there. Went to meet our friend uh, uh, at his uh, condo. Went on his boat. Hung out there all day. And it, it it just it's one of those things you kind of manifest that you want a good weekend. That's something you wanted to, to have for my my fiftieth. And you know, I go and mess up and break up my break my foot. But it, yet, it still happened. It just it happened here with like little to no travel time.
2: You know, guys, like honestly, everything you need in life, is in your hands and in your head. You think of what you want, you write it down, you manifest it, and you just make it work. I 150% believe this, this happens because it has been happening to me my whole entire life. I've manifested everything I've wanted in my life, and I really believed it would happen, and it did. The key is to believe that you deserve that whatever life you want.
1: And to, to not be so tied to the outcome you know what i mean like we could have been extremely pissed that everything didn't work out from for miami and sat there and willow on our couch and pout and do all that stuff but no we said let's make something of it and we did and, I, and it was a, a blessing in disguise because i got to spend a heck of a lot more time with my mom which i don't get this to, to do as much because she she lives like five hours away so you know and I, she
2: was I, here for your birthday
1: she was here for my birthday she was here for a few days afterwards we dropped, dropped her off this morning at the Train and she took a beautiful train home. She loved it. My sister picked her up. You know everything worked out amazingly, amazingly. And then today we have, we have a guest coming up that that, uh, that we interviewed. But part of this interview, I don't know how, how I'm trying to transition to it. But essentially, we went to go visit my neighbor, my old neighbor that lived next door to my old, to our old house. And I forgot that his birthday was a day after mine. But we've been thinking about this guy a lot. We actually talked to my mom about him too. And I said, you know, we got to go see. Alfred and his wife. We call it Alfred and grandma, essentially. And uh, we went by, take a look at him. This gentleman just turned 95. And she's like 86. But he just turned 95. And and the reason why I emphasize on him is because, I mean, I don't see too many 80-year-olds in as good a shape as he is. He's in incredible shape. He's always out in his, he loves gardening. He's always out in his garden. He's always climbing his trees and messing around with this and messing around with that. You know, breaking the concrete on it, on, it, on his front porch so he can redo it. Uh, redoing his driveway, all these kind of things. He's so active. And, you know, we went and sat down with him and Nina and asked him a couple questions. Like, what, what was it?
2: I'm like, what's your secret? Yeah. Why are you so young? And. Looking young and healthy and, uh, and
1: like, but But he also, sharp. he's got a great relationship with his wife. And, we, you know, we asked him, what is the secret to the relationship? Does it get harder? Is it the same? Or are you just kind of more settled? And, you know, they, 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 they had trouble answering because it's just so normal to them. It's just so, you know, there's no other way other than the two of them.
2: Yeah. They, their answer was they don't worry as much. Mm-hmm. They don't have that much worry. They try to stay happy and they're always smiling. Giggling. They're always giggling and smiling. Yeah. And that to me it's, it's it, it releases endorphins in your body. It releases these beautiful hormones that keeps you, you know, young and happy and just being around them. I was telling Roger today, just being around them it gave me so much energy, yeah. positive energy, so much serotonin, so much love. I just want to be around them. It's yeah. it's so incredible to see that.
1: It's so nice. So and much wisdom. Yeah, you know, lots of wisdom, uh, and and you know, uh, part of the reason they look spectacular, like I said, he loves working in his garden in his backyard. I mean, we walked out of there with a bunch of fruits and vegetables that he grow grew in his backyard and all that stuff. It's like that is the real organic. There's yeah. no there's no like Pasta's pretend. Part. There's no there's no anything like yeah. He, he uses stuff like coffee and all that stuff to try and keep the the bugs off, like all natural stuff. So I think this kind of helps with his longevity like that.
2: Oh, my goodness. Of course it does. I mean, I I just, I love them. I love their wisdom. Mm -hmm. Speaking of wisdom, our today's guests are Carol and Jay. Carol and Jay are our husband and wife who authored a book called Side by Side, which it talks about aging couples, Mm -hmm. you know. Growing together. Growing together with love and wisdom. It is so interesting to us because we believe Raj and I are going we're headed that way as well. We've been together for, you know, half our life and we, we we are hoping to be together for the rest of our life, living with wisdom and love and, and just health.
1: Yeah, long life.
2: A long life, healthy long life. And we are striving for people like Jay and Carl, Carol to tell us to come on the show and, and help us and teach us and share with us their wisdom and how they're doing it.
1: And the and great th- thing about their book is 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 just that. They talk to other long-term couples other elderly people that that made their relationship happen and and strive for so many years
2: and this is you guys is better than any science out there is better than any any therapist or any doctor because this is real life this is real wisdom and wisdom is what you need to learn in order to live your life to its fullest i 100 percent believe in it so without further ado, please welcome carol and jay Well, Carol and Jay, I am so excited to have you on the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And please, let's start having you tell your story and who you are for our audience.
0: Thank you for having us here. I'm Jay, obviously. um, Retired professor, was a university uh, administrator for years, uh, worked with uh, men's groups. Uh, Just, I've always enjoyed my career. Uh, Carol and I got together over 20 years ago. And we met at Lewis and Clark College, uh, yes. where I was a dean and Carol was a professor, and we've just been going uh, from there. We've been intrigued with relationships uh, because of our own, honestly, mm-hmm. and we know how hard uh, the challenges are. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions, you know, we we've been having is how are other couples our age doing? You know, we have many, many friends and we have honest conversations with our friends and uh, we find that all of them are struggling. So then we started to get more intentional and maybe develop a set of questions. And what happened was, like, Carol, why don't you tell this part of it? You were
3: Well, we we um, we were living in Bend, Oregon at the time. One morning I got up and Jay had clearly been up a long time. We were early risers. And so I came out and he had this wild look in his eyes and, and he had had a dream. And the dream, we took it as a spiritual commission, and that was to go on the road and interview couples about the intersection between aging, relationships, and spirituality. And we both have been serious um, spiritual seekers and pilgrims our whole lives. That's really what brought us together, that common interest. And so uh, I I just landed and I said, yeah, wow, we just retired. And, you know, retirement's bizarre. Uh, I won't go into that, but retirement's a really huge adjustment that gets almost not enough attention. But anyway, um, we had the freedom and the time and the resources. And I said, let's call it side by side. And that title stuck. The subtitle kept changing. (laughs) There was a lot of grace involved. We were given um, over three weeks of residency at an artist institute in the middle of nowhere in Oregon. And we formed our questions. And then we started asking couples if they would be willing for us to show up in their homes, stay for three days and interview. We filmed our interviews. So we, we have over 160 hours of filmed interviews. Wow! And originally we were going to do a documentary, but it turned out for many reasons, it it wasn't possible, especially with COVID. So we turned it into more of a project and a book. And that that's kind of where it came from. Mm-hmm. That's
2: incredible. So you go and stay in these people's homes for three days and you just talk to them about? We do. Them. yeah, that's, that's nice. amazing.
1: Like how do you choose these couples? Are they older couples, younger couples are they mixed
0: like what's uh they're all older couples uh, They are couples we have found through our own network. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted couples who weren't not afraid to talk in public about their lives and weren't afraid about talking about their inner lives, you know some of their maybe secrets and uh, you know we get into very private stuff with these couples. Mm -hmm. And also we wanted elders, uh, elders who are comfortable about what they've learned from life, uh, very comfortable and willing to share what those lessons are. And we wanted couples who weren't uh, in serious trouble, but were just working things through, kind of like us. One of the surprises we found right off the bat that we didn't anticipate, and now that I'm surprised that we didn't anticipate it, was that uh, couples, couples who really strive uh, are couples who work on their stuff. They don't just sweep it under the rug. They find a way to, to work at it. We call it shadow work, mm-hmm. finding out about who we are. And we always say, you know, you always marry your unfinished business <laughs> and uh, what it's going to come up. And, you, and so how do these people, couples deal with it? And we also wanted couples who were comfortable, just like what we're doing, talking in front of a camera, and not everybody is. And then the other thing I would add is that for every couple we uh, sent an invitation to, to be part of this project, we probably had about two or more couples who declined. It, you know, it's, it's threatening.
2: What was what was the process of you inviting these couples? Like how did you call them? Did you email them? Did you what was
3: what did you do? let so I'm going to have to cast back. Yeah, you know, just one more thing on that question. Um we, we were looking for soul stories okay. versus ego stories and we talk about that in our book. The ego story is kind of well we worked here and we did that and you you know you're kind of presenting yourself professionally. Right. And, That's, so wonderful. and there's nothing wrong with that. Right, nothing wrong with that. But we were interested in the soul stories, which include the the wonderful times and the difficult times, and then the, the success of working through the difficult times, which is where the real life happens. It's on our edges where life really where we are growing. So couples who are willing to be very honest and share their difficulties as well as, as their their joys in being together. So uh, we, uh, we drafted a, an invitation letter and we are part of a a group of people who have worked together for over 25 years doing soul-centered retreat work through the Center for Courage and Renewal. I don't know if you've heard of them. Canada actually has quite a few facilitators. And and the whole purpose of this group is to gather people together to uh, what we call lead from within, to access the inner life and talk about it, honestly, in community. So we had an advantage and that many uh, people in that community we approached just because we knew they would tell their soul stories. <laughs> and so um, we sent a letter and then they would write back and said, we might be interested. We used to try to take people out to dinner or, or do something before the actual time together. And then we'd schedule our visit and we, we, we bought an RV. Well, we can talk about that more. So we often stayed just outside their homes and hung out in the homes and then had our own space. We we ended up with a rescue dog at the last minute, which made it, she wasn't exactly potty trained. And so we had to, it was great to have the RV when, with for that phase of this the dog,
0: this dog just shows up you know, <laughs> and jumps in our car and sits on Carol's lap. And we're looking, we're, you know, we always say you have to deal with what's in front of you, you know, Right. Literally, <laughs> yeah, and she's been with us ever since.
2: Yeah, that's she's, amazing,
0: incredible. Yeah.
2: It's so, such an interesting story to hear that you have an RV and you're going like this is really something that well, would a love, commitment. love
3: to
1: do. The commitment you know? to say I'm going yeah. to do this, and I and you know it, obviously it takes a lot of work to get away from home for quite a while.
3: We did two uh, months. They not all the interviews were on that trip, but many of them were. We took two months and how many? Eight thousand uh, miles? It's no, a
0: really round trip around fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand
3: miles. miles. So We went all the way to Florida Keys and back. So, from, from what
0: we learned from the, those interviews,
1: would you say that I'll use the word seniors because I'm not I'm not sure how old you're nope. going for these people? So, the senior couples, you find that they're closer or they're a little bit more. I mean at each at each other's heads, but accepted because they've been together so
3: long. Yes and no. <laughs> um, one of the dilemmas, I was just talking to one of our couples uh yesterday, or the woman I and mean the couple. And the reality is is we talk about retiring together is like doing an RV trip. Mm-hmm. You're together more. You're and you're together in a smaller space than the bigger worlds you used to go out to. Mm-hmm. And it is if you want to use an alchemical analogy your cauldron gets heated up at least and i'm just actually mostly talking from our experience but some of the couples talked about this so you've got to figure out we call it the dance between me and we how much time together is good how much time apart and if you go too far in either direction it gets oppressive you know you need your differentiated life you need your separateness and and also it's a great opportunity to really enjoy each other and you have all this freedom you didn't have before to travel and what would you add, Jay? Uh, there's um,
0: there's a huge gift to aging. If if you want to to, to go into that, and uh, the couples that we interviewed, they they do and they did, and they have worked through some tough stuff. Uh, and that's what I meant earlier when I said couples who are thriving have worked on their stuff. And if they need therapy, they go get it. If uh, they need to talk about something, they work it through. And when couples do that, they develop what we call beneficial presence. They've, and it's an interesting thing. Once you, and that has to do with mutuality. You know, when you think as much about the needs of your spouse as you think about your own, and you move, for men especially, you move from isolation to interdependence, and you do that in a relationship. Um, that changes the vibe. And we we actually call that uh, the vibe is your energy signature and that every couple has an energy signature. So we created a bunch of beatitudes. And this isn't uh, a religious word or it can, can be, but it's really a blessing. And we came up with 15 and we kind of matched the beatitude to the vibe of the couple. couples. And it was so easy to do. I mean, which we... Uh, I'm kind of surprised, you know, couples do, every couple has, has a way of being in the world. And so we we were able to tune into that, pick it up, ask questions around that. But couples who can do that are couples that know how to fight. Uh, They know what it is to be disappointed in one another. Uh, They know what sometimes even treachery feels like within a relationship. And they choose to, to work with it. And one of the things that we have learned in our own relationship that the word choice is like one of the biggest words in the English vocabulary, to choose. It's a human superpower. How do we want to be? What are the choices that have to be made? And what I would say that these couples have made choices to marry, had made choices for intimacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. And uh, it becomes almost a sacrament of a type or a covenant. It gets into that territory. These people are funny. <laughs> they have a good time, and we 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 didn't want to leave any of these couples. You know, we'd show up. We'd be with them for three days. They would share their life stories. I fell in love with every couple, and so did Carol
3: and just speaking of love, um, you know i love I love your question because. What you know the reality of aging, and and I had a until I turned seventy, I I didn't really believe this would happen to me, but the reality of aging is your body starts wearing down, mm-hmm. and your losses increase, and your need for your ego and presenting an image to the world, you've done it, you've you're accomplished, you you know so, I call it holy stripping, a lot of those things um, as you face more loss. Like right now, um, Jay's brother is struggling with pretty serious case of cancer. One of my closest friends just got diagnosed with Parkinson's. So in the holy stripping of that, we both feel more vulnerable. And actually, we realized through this study that love grows in vulnerability. And we, we, we're all so busy. We've been taught as children, well, you've got to show up and you've got to prove yourself and you've got to, you know, do your part and all that. But really where love grows is when you can be open and vulnerable and honest with each other. And how you negotiate those losses is really key um, to whether you grow closer or more apart. And as you probably know, some people have losses and it it tears them apart.
0: One of the couples, uh, uh, Sally Hare, uh, I can't remember which chapter in the book they're in, but she she likes to look at her spouse with soft eyes. When he, you know, I just love that concept of just looking at each other just with soft eyes from time to time. Mm -hmm. And another couple was complaining, you know, that, uh, (laughs) that the husband was just kind of disappearing in the relationship. And she came out and said, you know what, I want more out of this relationship. You need to show me you love me. You need to not only tell me, but you need to show me. I need to see actions. And that was a challenge that he heard. And he turned his life around wow. because he loved her that much.
2: So what, what what I'm hearing from both of you is that all the things that couple that we go through in our 20s, 30s, 40s, that does not change. That goes with us throughout our life. Like all of our, like you were talking about soul stories as opposed to ego stories. Um, how much of that is still happening in the elderly that, that you notice? Is there a lot, would you say there's a lot more of soul stories there? you could find them more of an ego because mentally, I think in a certain age, you got to let go of all the ego and you just have to be vulnerable with who you are as a couple and take that all the way to the end. That's what I think when I think of us growing up together. We're in our almost 50s and we're like, I think we're done with all the ego BS. We're like, we are down to exactly who we want to be in front of each other. And I think mm-hmm. we're there. A lot of ego just disappears how did you find that in a couple was there more or less of each
0: i to me i found that there's more mutuality more soul stories mm-hmm. and these couples had developed uh, a way to welcome the stranger in each other you know we grow apart because we learn things we're different you know and that's that's good <laughs> and we want to keep that going rather than coming back and one person says in the coupleship i don't know you anymore Well, turn that on its head. You've become more excited because you're excited about this or that. Mm -hmm. These couples have figured out how to do that. Mm -hmm. And that is rare, Mm -hmm. uh, but I think it's very learnable. You know, with men, I've done a fair amount of work with men's group. I'm in a men's group. You know, we men, not all of us, but many of us don't feel we're really that lovable. And part of that comes out of the patriarchy and some of the stuff, you know, you got to be strong. You got to be tough. Mm -hmm. You got to go out there and compete and make a living. That's the message that everybody in my generation got. No one told us that you need to invest in relationship. If that was ever mentioned in my family of origin, I didn't hear it. (laughs) I just did a lot of stuff about go out there, make money money and do what you need to do. uh, But these couples have found a way to to welcome each other as they grow. And that's one of the keys, wouldn't you say? Yeah,
3: I would. And I would say the other key is, um, um really, each person in a couple has to do their own shadow work, their own inner work. We We had one couple um where he just I feel and this has been my experience once I stopped going working so much my own issues got more apparent to me and I had done a lot of work on my family of origin work throughout my lifetime right. but boy is it roared up to meet me at 70 and that really surprised me really? and yes because I thought I I thought I knew my inner child stuff and so i've had to do a lot of work on my own early childhood trauma so has jay we ran into real serious issues in the midst of this process and had to stop and go into therapy and which was a blessing we started studying with terry real i don't know if you guys know about his work but he's incredible um
2: so you both went to therapy we went to
3: therapy together and by ourselves and um, the people who committed to that and, and the, uh, there were outstanding examples of that um, were able to grow and use the relationship as a catalyst for their growth. If you don't do that work, you grow apart, I think, or you just sort of stall out yeah. and like any living system and a relationship is a living system and it needs fresh water and it needs to grow. You know, you have to grow by yourselves and together and your skills um on how to and your capacity for love <laughs> we have a we have a long ways to go <laughs> I love that well, one of the
1: one of the thing one of the reasons why we got into this podcast uh, about relationships is Nina and I both do real estate we sell real estate oh. so we meet people oh I bet needs of sure. couples and stuff that's why I was asking you about you know are they more because we got some couples that I can't believe how much they're in love and they're in their 70s or 80s or sometimes 90s and we got some that just hate each other, but just live, coincide inside with each other. And that's the way they do it. They ch- stay far apart. Another one that I noticed, and I wonder if you, if any of your couples, uh, if you talked to any of your couples about this, is uh, a lot of couples, let's say our age in their 50s, they tend to separate and then start dating, let's say, youth. You know, yeah, people yeah. in their 30s and all that kind of stuff how have any of your couples went through this and have they, how did they overcome that and say, okay, well, our, our youth is gone. So maybe we're not as great as look, as great as we did in our thirties, all perky and stuff. How did they
0: keep that attraction so that they're, they're not, you know, grass is greener on the other side. You know, I think, um, that's a great question. Mm -hmm. Uh, Talk to any therapist and he or she will share with you that this is something that they see all the time, that question, how it plays out. Uh, I think back to welcoming the stranger and welcome our differences is key to being alive and and vital in a relationship. We, and Carol alluded to this, I just can't underscore just how important it is for everybody in the relationship to grow be interesting, mm-hmm. to um, um, as well as
3: on the other,
2: right? Some, Not to depend yeah. depend on the other person, yes. just to go Absolutely.
3: on your own. Yeah, um, the whole business of um, well, we both are divorced, and so we've been there. Mm. And in reality, if I were to talk to people who are on the verge of that, I would say uh, wherever you go, there you are, and mm. And so you can pack up yourself and you can pack up your life and move over to somebody who maybe looks better than the person you've been with for so long. But the reality is who you are, you're attracting what you're capable of, (laughs) capable of of, which you're sitting next to. Mm -hmm. So if you go and do the the work with someone else, fine. But if you don't, you're going to go and that relationship eventually will fall apart too. if, If you don't have the capacity for intimacy right where you are and um there's a huge cost to doing that especially our children pay a really high price when we pack up and try it with somebody younger or different uh but thank you for saying that that, yeah i always say the children are the, the one that pay the
2: price for that unfortunately
3: well and you do too i mean like um i i divorced from my first husband we were together i think 22 years and you know, I'll never have the same holiday. I mean, I, I lost the 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 tradition of the original family, and and I gained Jay's family, and but it's not the same. You know, so I can't I can't provide for um, my daughter that home, home base that she grew up in. You know, and so it just there are losses in, involved, and I don't know. I mean, I personally don't regret. Um, I'm really glad I'm with Jay. I think he's somebody I can grow with, and who's who can meet me, and who is willing to do the inner work. But if he were not, he wouldn't be the right partner for me. And so sometimes you just need maturity. You need to be older to get it better. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs>
0: and kids, kids can be resilient. And so yeah. uh, what we have done is we've put extra energy on keeping our relationships alive with our kids, knowing that they went through some trauma. And, um, you know, as Nietzsche says, what doesn't kill me can make me stronger. And in that spirit, uh, just being aware Mm -hmm. that they still need us. Right. We talk to our kids all the time. And they need us still, but it's different than when they were in college or in high school or whatever.
3: And I'd love to say to you two, no one told me how thrilling and exciting your adult children are. When I don't know what age... Your kids are probably not quite into adulthood they're, they're yet. Teens. They're just teens. getting there. They're teens. Well, gosh, once they kind of get through college and establish their lives, your relationship with them really starts morphing and changing. And it is so satisfying. Well,
1: high school students now. And-, and I
3: know exactly what you're saying. I'm feeling it now. I'm like, it's the best years of my life. Mm-hmm. Having them oh, at the
2: age. And, and I think it's going to get better and better, as you're saying, 100%. Yeah
3: and and it's complicated it's nuanced and so one of the things the people in our study talked about is how how to have a healthy relationship with your adult children how much uh, when does it become love and go from love to intrusiveness um yeah. how much do they really want of us and by all means don't tell them what to do. <laughs> now and <laughs> all right. You get to practice that with your adolescents. But the, you know, something, well, I've got anyway, we we will also want our children to know that we are not afraid of death. And we want my parents, you know, you you're in that zone where I don't know if your parents are still alive, but you you start watching your parents' age, or your parents gone. Yeah, mine are gone. My mom's still here. Um, you know where they're aging where you're making a lot of decisions and my parents really never talked about aging or death with me and and we're we have a remedy for that we want to have honest open conversations with our kids about that and discuss you know our our choices and what we need from them and and so we have a chapter the last chapter in the book um Jim and Ruth share their stories. They had four of their parents had dementia at the same time Mm -hmm. across the country from them. And so they went through 10 years of, of their parents going downhill with dementia. And then they talk about how important it is to share that across the generations. So, yeah.
2: yeah. It's incredible. Well, I'm so inspired by all these stories. I mean, it's just incredible. So back to the side by side and, you know, it, it sounds so interesting. How, what was, the thing that surprised you guys
0: the most from these findings, this five years journey that you guys did. Well, one that couples who do well really do with intention work on their relationships. Yes, it, it's, the, the, it's it's and we call that well. There's a readiness for relational fitness, and uh, relational fitness is is uh, I think something that can be acquired. And these couples have done it. We're working on it now. It's one of the reasons we're in therapy, that uh, we have a therapist who actually helps us, does some coaching. Now, this is some things. It's not just about communications. It's, it's what's behind the communication. Get to the issues. It's hard. It's hard work. Uh, sometimes I come out of there and I don't feel pretty good about myself. I have to really work on it. Carol has similar feelings, but it's so wonderful. It does get us to another level of relating, and then we start to understand that intimacy is just just isn't sex. Intimacy is all of the above. It's it's trusting. It's being kind. It's listening, even when it hurts to listen. Uh, it's knowing that there are repair strategies we can do when we fall off the tracks, and it doesn't mean the end of the world of the relationship when we do fall off the tracks or have a rough day. And we still have those days and but we're building a confidence and actually Carol said this just recently to me remember what you said yeah. that when we have well it was around when we have a, we had a disagreement about something and Carol said to me well what i know now is that we have the capacity to work on anything that comes our way and uh and in so many words and i said yes that's true and that is wonderful to have and Uh, I think this is one of the things that older couples can share with younger couples. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to say, when I look at both of you, I just see a very beautiful couple. (laughs) And it's just wonderful, you know, to somebody. I'm going to be 80 in September.
3: Oh, my goodness. And you both look amazing. Amazing, (laughs) amazing. (laughs) We we like Zoom. It kind of smooths out the wrinkles (laughs) wrinkles and stuff. But, you know, it's just so
0: wonderful to share with your generation you know, what we're learning, and um, the mistakes we've made. And I will say that some of the mistakes that we've made with each other have turned out to be uh, something that has propelled us into territory that we needed to go. And, you know, in terms of writing the book, when we got into trouble, and, and by the way, our friends told us, you know, you're out there interviewing these couples, you're going to, stuff's going to come Watch up about out. your own stuff. <laughs> and boy, it did. And that was the best thing that ever happened because we, we actually rewrote the book.
2: Mm-hmm. And this is, this is exactly what happens to us. It's been three years that we ran this podcast. I deeply inside was very selfish about in this podcast because there are, there were some things that we wanted to work on in our relationship. And I thought this would be the best way because we're bringing on couples that are ahead of us, that, you know, better than mm-hmm. us therapists, doctors, lawyers, they're teaching us everything that we need. Like, -hmm. This has improved our relationship dramatically in Mm -hmm. the last three years. And I thought we're doing great. You know, we're doing amazing. And a lot of times we'll have the interviewer like, oh my God, it's pain. It's pain to hear our issues that we think there's no issues. What we're
1: missing, what we're not doing right.
2: Right. And it it has made us grow so much in our relationship. Even our children say it. They're like, you guys are way too much alive. Like, you're too. (laughs) I'm like, because we go through the pain of asking the questions, mm-hmm. realizing that we're wrong in so many ways, and we're fixing those issues and right. we're yeah. comfortable about them, both of us. There's no ego. It's like, okay, this is me, this is how I'm feeling, this is what you're doing to me. Tell me what your side of the story is. And we fix this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just it has done incredible for our relationship. Yeah.
0: Well yeah, no, I love your enthusiasm. I mean it comes through, <laughs> you know, and both of you.
2: Yeah. Thank you.
0: So one
1: thing that we talk about in our in our podcast a lot, I mean, a lot of our listeners are just starting their relationship or halfway through. So let's say, you know, 30s and 40s, that kind of stuff. Uh, we talk a lot about how sex and attraction is very important, not to forget about it and all that kind of stuff. Intimacy. It's so intimacy in, in essence. So how important is it to the couples that you've interviewed because they're at a later stage in life?
3: Yeah. Um, Well, uh, our generation is not as open about sex Mm -hmm. as your generation is. So I just want to say that even though we come from, you know, the the sixties and (laughs) seventies, where you know, free love and all that, the realities. And I I think back. This sort of ties into your surprise question too, but. One of the things that has been sort of surprising in our journey is that our, even though the women's um, movement happened and we opened up about women going getting in the workplace and we had, you know, the political openings and all that, relationships did not get the same attention. Right. And our generation has followed kind of mom and dad's, our parents' uh, template. You know, we're all like little ducks. We imprint on our parents. And it's unconscious. So we didn't even know it. So I think one of the big surprises is that these these relationships in way are stuck in old ways, and and right. we're that's what we're excited about Terry Reel's work because he's he's taking that on. He's uh, you can you should check him out. You might want to interview him. But Terry, uh, uh, Terry, Terry Reel, but in R E
0: A L, yeah. Okay,
3: <laughs> in terms of sexuality, uh, people, you know, you have physical problems that impact your capacity for lovemaking, whether it's arthritis. I mean, you can imagine, I don't need to name them all. And so um, there was some really beautiful and funny talk. Like we had one dinner in this Spanish restaurant with a couple, Carolyn, Jeff Cresswell, we were just talking with him yesterday. And we just started talking about sexuality and we're just howling um, by some of the funny stuff that, that happens as a result of, you know, you just are not the same person you were when you met that. But it, but be, touching intimacy is as important as ever for maintaining the connection. And beyond the conflict and the ideas and the words and all that, it's just sure. still really, really important. Sure, I'm glad,
0: important glad to hear that. Just,
1: yeah, yeah, really glad to hear that. Good.
3: So, so from your book,
2: um, what can couple hope to to gain from reading it. Like I know, I, I saw it and I was like, I can't wait to read it. I really want to read it. Just the title itself is beautiful. So what, what do you, what would oh. what what couple expect to get gain from this?
3: Book? This is the book if you want to see it. I saw it. I, I, I've, I've been checking you guys out. <laughs> <laughs> we actually had an artist draw the cover. We we just couldn't, we weren't happy with what we were finding in this. We beautiful. Really loved it. Well, I can um, see
1: the, the owl things behind you. <laughs>
3: we, have, we have owl medicine here. Well, we have... A whole mesa full of owls that hang out in our yard. Anyways, We think there's a
0: zeitgeist going on around <laughs> owls. I don't particularly understand it, but for some reason, owls are just out there, images all over the place. I'm mm-hmm. sorry.
3: Yeah, so um, what we hope people to get out of the book, um, one, we would love it if couples would read it together. It's it's more to be read like a poetry book, one, one poem at a time. So read one story, read the story aloud to each other. And then at the back is a reader's guide. And so there are questions you could reflect on it, um, uh, the questions. Like, I, are, are we almost out of time? Should I? Almost. Are, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, three minutes. Okay. Um, so And then also we're hoping couples, so that maybe you two buy the book, you read it and go through it together, and then buy a couple of couples into your home and um, have, share a meal and do use the reader's guide and talk with other couples. About this, is not going the distance. You can just read it by yourself and enjoy. It's really more of a community communal book uh, to be shared. Right right. What I mean. And tell us, tell our listeners where they can find you, how
2: they can reach out to you. And, and how get, they get the book. Yes,
0: absolutely. Okay, well, the book is uh, everywhere. So, Amazon. <laughs> it's, it's Amazon, you can go on uh, our web side by side, side yeah. by side aging.com. <laughs> And we have, as you've seen on our website, lots of resources. Uh, We have a a chapter. We have our Beatitudes. Lots of questions. Uh, There's also a press kit. And Uh, we're
3: doing a tour. We're doing a tour. And And we're open to adding to our tour if you guys want. Uh, has to come up to Toronto and host an event where we have friends hosting events. We're doing one-day retreats for people to experience the book a little bit and then form groups or go off by themselves. I'd so, oh,
0: yeah. like couples to know that um, if you're up for it, uh, intimate, strong, sometimes stormy marriage can be absolutely wonderful and worth the effort. That's what I want. That's the takeaway. At some time at this project, especially when we had to rewrite the whole book, we were saying, oh, my God, I don't know if we can get through this whole thing. And Carol really was an inspiration. Uh, But we, we had these conversations and we said, there's just one couple that, you know, reads this book and says, you know, we can do this. We can take it to the next level. That would be thrilling for us to hear.
3: We don't feel like couples get enough attention. And um, what all the people who were interviewed said thanked us. They said, we have never been witnessed like this. Thank you so much. So much of spiritual formation happens for the individuals, but we think it's time to move it into couples' lives too. So that's part of the movement we're hoping to create here. And And I
2: want to be part of it all the way. I, I think you guys are inspiring to every couple out there. And every couple should take advantage of your retreats. And read your books because I think it's incredible. And and why wouldn't you want to live this beautiful life with your partner, even if it doesn't exactly. matter how old you become? You know, what I mean it's it's a way of living, I think. Life is pain. You gotta choose your pain, right? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm choosing this pain right now. <laughs> well, we feel like you're here to grow our souls and to learn how to love. And where else would you do that? Uh, so where would people
1: find you
0: in terms of well, you know, of course, we have our website that we talked about that side by side aging.com. Mm-hmm. And then on there, there are lots of different uh, ways to go deeper with our work. But we also have, we're doing blogging on Substack. Okay. So Jay Kasbahn Substack, Carol Casbon Substack. That's another way. And we're writing, I'm writing mostly on men's issues. Uh, Carol's just finished a beautiful piece on mutuality. And,
3: Well, the the other thing is if you want to contact us, um, you can go on the website and just write us and it'll come to our emails. So we didn't put our emails online, but it it will go right to us. If you have a personal request or note, um, we are open. We have book groups who want us to appear. So if you have a a book club that wants to get together and use the book and talk with us, we would love to do that. We pretty much are putting aside the next two years to be available to uh share this work and we uh-huh. kind of see it as a as a commission to to get it out there so and we're going to travel we have a west coast tour our first retreats here in santa barbara um it's a one day on september 16 we're going to central oregon in bend um oregon uh i think october 7. Yeah. We are going, and we're, that we're, some of this is going to be in churches. So people are asking us to do sermons about relationships and spirituality. Um, We'll be probably in Portland also in October. And then in the new year, we'll be going to uh, San Francisco, and eventually the East Coast. uh, I will probably do a cross-country trip next year. So we can travel, but we can do a lot online. And
0: I wouldn't be surprised if we find ourselves in Canada, too. And if Mm -hmm. we get to Toronto, (laughs) we (laughs) might give you a (laughs) call. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to
2: see you guys (laughs) and have dinner or lunch with you guys. Now, can anyone um, enter the retreat? Yeah. Yes. For everyone?
3: Okay. We 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 also have had a lot of cross generational interests. Um, Young people coming to us saying, "We want to be in the retreat. Is that okay?" And it's great because we're doing we're just talking about relationship issues. And no matter what season of life you're in, these you know there's there's never a bad time to talk about um, how to be more relationally fit. (laughs) We
1: love you know like where our relationship is now. We would like to know what what to expect. Sure. This is what this is what you guys are teaching, what basically what to expect is coming up. Now, Jay, you had mentioned you you were doing something with um, um, men's issues and stuff like that.
0: What what type of work are you doing there? Well, men, men often I think I mentioned this. Men often don't feel that we're all that lovable.
3: Mm -hmm. And I
0: think that's a cultural thing. It's not all cultures on the planet. Do men feel this way? But in Western societies, it's more prevalent. And uh, for men to know that uh, we are lovable and we can learn to love better Mm. and we can learn to love so well that even our wives will say, yeah, they're learning, you know, they're they're part of this in a big, big way. And I think men just understanding how vulnerability actually makes us stronger.
2: Absolutely. And I've seen that. I see a lot of men, younger or older men now, actually doing that kind of work, which is really, really empowering to see. Like, I, I grew up with my father being the macho. My brother's like, sure. there is no emotions. There's like, they're men, they're men. But now I see the the change and almost a lot of men around us. They're doing the work. They're going after yeah. vulnerability. They're going after the deep work inside, which is really well, gotta, beautiful to
1: see. I got to say, our relationship changed a hell of a lot after... We, we did some some kind of, like, um, self-learning courses and all that kind of stuff. Personal work, yeah. yeah. Personal work. And one of the things that it taught me is you know, the same thing, like she said, I grew up in a very macho family, you know, uh tough guy, this, that kind of stuff. I didn't show Nina how much I loved her. I was afraid to show her that. And I didn't, I didn't that, that was her job to do to be, I didn't show her. And it, and it, it made me learn to be able to do that. And I found that it just changed our relationship drastically. Like I, I, I tell it's her how much media. I show it, I, I, I'll post it on social media, you know, the, all kinds of, kind things about her or whatever that I love about her. And it hasn't changed me or, or the view of me as a man in any way, but I used to think it would It'd make you feel soft or whatever. You know what I mean? So
3: yeah. Sure. Yeah. good. You yeah, need a lot of work.
1: I swear to God, we're, we're a little bit nuts.
3: Well, we've been taught it's not masculine to have feelings. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. That is just pounded in into men. And I, frankly, I have a similar programming from my family, and I've had this sort of Scandinavian background, and my dad literally said, he's a Swede, he said, it's not polite to show your feelings. Yes. You know, so we both had that kind of disassociate from your emotional lives. Right. Not good for relationships.
0: If I, asked my, if I were to ask my father, what are feelings, Dad? He said, what's that? <laughs>
3: yeah. that's,
0: that's when you hit, hit the hammer and yeah. you feel that. Yeah. And I'm sure my mother would be happy to talk to him about that.
1: Yeah, you know, it's Well, I got to say that I mean people can learn a heck of a lot from you guys and the work that you're doing because I always I my biggest thing is there's knowledge out there but wisdom is so much stronger. You know, I, like I said we've been doing real estate now for 16 17 years. I mean when I came out of fresh out of school I had tons of knowledge of what to do. Yes. But until I got to where I am now Experience. the wisdom I was like yeah, you don't need that. You don't need that. That you're wasting your time with that. You got to do this. You know, you got these are the things you got to do. So it's yes. yeah, you know, knowing big experience, all that kind of stuff. It's huge, and I think that's yeah. that's uh, that's yep. great that you guys are doing this work because you're you're going to help a lot of people.
2: Yeah, you're definitely our our Young inspiration and our the goal couple to to look up to. So thank you very much for both of you being in the show. Thank I love you guys, and I'm sure we're going to have it yeah. yeah.
3: Take care. Bless you. So thank, thank
2: you. you.